Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. Oh, I think that means we're live. And if that means we're live, that means you're on with the show that hosts the most. That's right. Ernest Silva at the Sport Gene here to bring us in season two, episode 38 into the lab podcast brought to us by the mothership blue collar media group. That is right. The signs are in. And if you've seen the sign blue collar, oh wait, blue collar and into the lab is where you want to be that tonight we are going to be talking NBA action, NFL news, and we're going to have some updates when it comes to your college basketball dreams. Uh, I'm excited for tonight. We got some returning guys as well as the sweetest voice of ITL. But announcer, why don't you bring us in right? And we will get this show started right. And now, tonight's starting Lena. All right. From... Who do I want to start with here? Yeah, let's start with Chris. All right, the man with the plan, having summer there. I don't, I don't even know where you're at right now for the summer, Chris. So why don't you tell the audience, making his return, Chris Remick. We're back home in Guilford, New Hampshire. It's weird. Oh, I haven't been here in, I haven't been living here in over a year, so it's actually kind of crazy. But um, yeah, it's great to be back after a long break. Hopefully, I can uh, get some time off work to show up more consistently but i'm excited to talk some basketball stress-free because the celtics are out of the playoffs so my anxiety is gone but uh yeah let's talk some ball boys we're excited so back in guilford i'm excited for you chris you're back in your regular studio um, a man who i'm also excited for who has his brand new home location that's right that is davis cordova what's up davis welcome back uh i'm doing well just moved into my new house so uh, mind me, I've had a long day. I just got back from the pool, so I'm very tired. So, yeah, but glad to be back. Davis made a splash earlier in the pool. He's going to make a splash in your hearts later as he goes over everything. But, of course, the sweetest voice of ITL joined us. That is right, Ashley Garcia. Ash, how's it going? Hey, Ernest. So glad to be back with you guys on here. Um, it's been a minute, but I'm excited to talk about some NBA and draft prospects this lovely Wednesday. I feel like it's uh, my third Monday, so excuse me, but let's get this going. Now that that makes sense. It's it's everybody's third Monday. This has probably been one of the longest weeks. Today was one of the longest days I've had in a very long time, but I was very hyped to make the signage debut. Of course, for those of you who are joining, you don't know, I'd be surprised, but at the Sport Genes where you can find me, Ernest Doc E. Silva, as what this podcast is all about is about our analysis about the NFL, NBA, college basketball, and bets. So stick around for the ITL parlay ticket at the end of this episode. And of course, a big shout out to where our BCMG Expo will be this August. That is right. This show is brought to you by Taquito Express, where you can get all you, all you can eat tacos starting at $7.99. Wonderful Taquito Express down in Brownsville, Texas. All right. We have a doozy for you. 
for tonight's episode. We're talking NBA. We're talking NFL. We are talking college hoops. Let's get started right after you hear the bell. Round one, league news and updates. All right, if you heard the bell, you are going absolutely crazy. There is no bell. That means that you're, uh, you need to go get something checked. If you're listening to the podcast, you definitely heard the bell, and you're saying you're such a liar, Ernest. That is not true live. We don't have that kind of stuff here. So let's get started here. We're going to start off with round one, which is what we always say, news around the league. That is right. We are going news around the league, and we are going to start off with some college basketball. We are going back to school. Who is your number one pick overall is what we're going to start off with, but We have some great videos brought to us by Mark Guajardo, our guy, Mark, video Mark. He put together six of the top candidates for us. And we're going to start off with Davis's very own Cade Cunningham and see this highlight reel. Everybody check this out. All right. So, Davis, there is your man. I'm going to let you start off this conversation. Talk a little bit about Cade, your rating system for him, and get us kicked off right. Um, should, should Cade Cunningham be your number one? Is he in your – well, let's start this off. Where is Cade Cunningham to you? I don't even know why I have to ask well, that. Well, first off, were we, was I supposed to provide the music or, or what? I, it, it was very quiet in here when you played that. Oh, um, that's sad. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think there's a question. I mean, I don't know what the question here is, Ernest. I, I think it's the most obvious answer. Uh, you look at what he brings, uh, how he lifts up his teammates and his uh, his players on and off the court. Um, I give him an A for offense. Uh, there's no question about that. I'll give him a B for defense. He's not known to uh, be a good defender, but when he wants to be a good defender, he will be the best defender on the court. And you said intangibles, right? As another That's one. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go A. Uh, I would go A plus, but A because he kind of has some ball handling uh, tendencies that uh, kind of go off haywire. But everything else is just spot on for an NBA prospect. And I will say he's the clutchest player in the draft. Uh, go look at how many points he's had in the last five minutes of each game, and it's higher than anyone else in college basketball. So, Chris, you heard from Davis, who might have a slight bias considering his Oklahoma State uh, fandom there, and that's where he's going to school. But, Chris, I'm going to go to you next. Kate Cunningham, you saw the video. Maybe you've seen a little bit, and you heard the hype over, over the course of the last few months. Where do you give him grade-wise? Um, well, I'm going to give him an A offensively, just because this is a college uh, – consistency in college is – a huge question mark for a lot of college players. Will their percentages translate? Are they gonna are they gonna shoot better with more spacing? And this is a dude who averaged 20 on 40% shooting from deep, and he's an oversized guard 
with good playmaking ability. So I believe the projected team right now is Houston to get that number one pick. And if you look at what Houston has with Kevin Porter Jr., Deshaun Tate, Kevin Kevin Martin Jr., um, Christian Wood, like he, he fits in perfectly with them just as an offensive unit um, for those young guys. Uh, defensively, as Davis said, he's not really known for his defense. And I think Davis is a little biased saying B. I'm going to give him a C, C+. Plus. I think he can play okay team defense, but he's not going to be a ball stopper for you. And on intangibles, I'll give him a, I'll give him a B plus just because at times his decision making is a little questionable. I love it. I love it. And could you tell me, tell tell again for the audience who has a projected number one pick? Your Houston Rockets, Ernest. I do like that. We're number one in something, and it was he, number he's one. A, he's he's also. You guys are also tied for with two other teams for the top pick. Still, still doesn't have right? that second, second, right? second odds. Uh, bad luck there, Ash. I'm going to you, Ash. Give us some, give us some, some, some knowledge here. What do you, what grades do you get for Cade Cunningham? Um, well, he has a good size. He's six foot eight. So in that aspect, he's looking good for a point guard. Um, that gives him a good quality. I think at his speeds and passes, the way he handles the ball, and he kind of has like a selfless style. Um, but I think everything else the guy said really attests to the type of player he is. I like that. If you had to give him an overall ranking, what would you give him? Give me one letter grade. Um, I'll give him an. I'll give him an A. She gives him an A. All right, Cade Cunningham. I am absolutely a fan of Cade. Um, and Chris, you have some love on here. Chris, I love you. Um, so you're getting some, some love from Jeremy there. Um, all Jeremy, right. my boy. <laughs> Shout out to Jeremy. All right, Cade Cunningham. Offensively, I don't think uh, an all-around offensive asset. I don't think there's a better all-around offensive asset that you could have at the pro level that's ready than Cade Cunningham. I, I absolutely give him an A to A-plus there. Um, just trying not to make uh, Davis too excited. So I'm going to give him an A to A+. Plus. Defensively, I like to give him a little bit more, cr more credit than what credit is due. Um, to me, he has that uniqueness of knowing where to be around the court, um, but he's not that guy that you'll put. He's not that uh, that dog you dig, somebody you'll put on that best defender. Um, even though he has the the height, I don't think he has um, the, the overall prowess as he would, as he's going to probably use more offensively anyways. Um, so I do give him a B plus as a defender and his intangibles. I give him an A plus plus. I absolutely am a fan of Cade. He is my number one um, for all when it's all said and done. Um, so my Cade Cunningham stock market is just like my doge. It's going to go to the moon um, once once it's all said and done. So uh, Cade Cunningham, uh, my unanimous number one overall pick, I think if they pass on him, it's going to be a MJ Hakeem Olajuwon situation there. You should have picked the uh the mj all right so we will talk about our next prospect you guys got to keep me honest here though um i can only give what i can and can't hear to me i hear the music at full blast so somebody's got to tell me if the music is not there uh but let's play who we have next on the list which is jalen green let's take a look at this video and i'm not going to keep it quite all the way up there i think i've got the button here for this one so let's get it going uh with uh with jalen green
All right, there's some Jalen Green action with the G League. Uh, a lot of people think he's more pro-ready than most. Uh, I'm going to start this one off with you again, Davis. How do you feel about Jalen Green and where he's at in the draft board for you? Well, I didn't watch much of Jalen Green just because he picked the G League. Uh, the thing about the G League is it doesn't get much coverage, so most people aren't going to know about you. That's why he's not higher on boards. I think he's almost comparable with Jalen Suggs and Evan Mobley. I think that's another tier below Cade is those three guys. Um, Jalen Green's probably the most athletic person in this draft behind uh, may, maybe tied with Kai Jones from Texas. Uh, but those two are probably the most athletic people in the draft. Uh, offense, Jalen Green has an A uh, with Cade. But defense, uh, I, I don't really see the defense with Jalen Green. I think he's much more of a scorer for any NBA team. That's going to be a B minus for him and intangibles. I'm going to go with B plus as well. Awesome. Awesome. Ash, what about you? How do you feel about Jalen green overall? Um, I, I didn't get to watch most of Jalen green, but from what I saw, I guess he's a good explosive guard. Um, as far as like his speed on and off the court or on the court. I mean, I think he shifts gears a lot. So um, I would still give him like a, I would say a B overall B minus. I like that. I like that. Ash, you give him some modest grading there because he wasn't fully engaged in your viewership. Chris, what about you, Chris? How do you feel about Jalen green? So it's interesting about Jalen green because obviously he chose the G league route. And I honestly think it was a smart move for him personally, just because that, gave everybody all the scouts and teams just a look at what he can do in a more of an NBA environment compared to college because everybody has that question mark of can you transition can your skills transition and the G League has produced over the years some great players and now with this new generation and the you know plethora of talent we have in the league now a lot of them are G League projects that um rose up and Jalen Green was an efficient scorer. He's probably one of the best pure scorers in the draft. Um, so, but he does lack his, that playmaking ability compared to Cade. So I give his offense more of like a B, B plus range. Defensively, I agree with uh, Davis. I don't really see it. I kind of, I'll give that like a C minus to C. And I'm not really going to give that many prospects a high defensive grade just because the NBA is so different and it's called so differently. So you really don't know how these defenders are going to be. And then in terms of intangibles, I think he's a B to B plus. Um, he's, he's a bucket getter. He's kind of like a Jordan Clarkson in the G league. And we'll see if he can continue that in the NBA. I absolutely love the comparisons that you were making there. I'm going to make mine short and quick because we can go all day with these. But let's, when it comes to Jalen Suggs, his offensive capability, I do give him a B plus as well. I think it's fantastic. He does have a clutch gene in there, just needs to be activated um, in big moments. We saw that in the tournament. Uh, when it comes to defense, I have him a little bit higher. I have him about A minus when it comes to his defense capabilities. A in the clutch moments. I think Jalen Suggs has that gene. And then overall, his intangibles, I give it at an A plus as well. He was um, part of that machine that was Gonzaga. Um, and wait, I'm talking the wrong player the entire time no. here. We're talking. 
Am I talking the right? No, we're talking Jalen Green right now, aren't we? Jalen Green. Yes, I'm totally am yes. talking the wrong play. Okay, let's backtrack. Rewind that. Put that in my next segment. Jalen Green um, takes the most unorthodox route to come to the NBA. One of y'all hit that when we talked about how people get to see his game a little bit more and playing some G League minutes really prompts him up as we have a guest coming into the stream. Let me backtrack on my ratings. Jalen Green, um, for me, is a, is, a, is an all-around average asset um, for most teams. I have him at a B plus when it comes to offense, B for defense, and when it comes to his intangibles, they're boosted to a B plus because of his athleticism. Um, but I do like him as an all-around player. I think he will be one day an all-NBA first-team player. Um, but I don't I don't see him at a, as high a caliber as you, Kate Cunningham. And I've already given away my take on Jalen Suggs. So we'll just rewind past that. Just Paul, welcome to the stream, buddy. And I'm giving you five minutes as you come back in. Let's talk about Jalen Suggs. Um, Jalen Suggs coming out. I've already given that intro, so let's jump right into it. Could you not hear the music again? No, couldn't hear the music. I don't. I'm sharing audio, so that really stinks. Um, while we're if the if the audio doesn't come out again, why don't we just start the convo, Davis? You can just start talking about your takes on Jalen Suggs as that as that comes on. So let's 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 see what Jalen Suggs has to offer and what uh, our guy Mark uh, had had ready and prepared for us. Well, Jalen Suggs is probably one of the best defenders in the draft. Probably one of the most underrated defenders in the draft, I would say. Um, he's quick with his feet. He's quick and explosive to the basket. Um, and he's one of the best passers behind Cade uh, in the draft. Uh, this is why he's the number two prospect um, on, on my board, uh, right in front of Evan Mobley. Uh, just look 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 at that athleticism, the, the finish that he can do and and – his defensive, he, he guards everyone that he wants to when he wants to. I mean, it's unbelievable. That's why they went to the national championship game. Um, I will give him a B plus for offense um, and a plus for defense when it, when we're talking draft prospects and then intangibles and a minus. Beautiful. Chris, I'm switching over to you. How do you feel about good old Jalen Suggs? I feel like Jalen Suggs doesn't nearly get enough credit as he does because you look at the stats and it's like he's low teens in points. He's not a stat guy. He's not going to give you like a high 30s, low 40s percent from deep. He's not going to give you that. He's a he's a defender. He's at heart. He's a great defender. He's athletic. He has the build to be a strong defender in the NBA. And when you have a young defender, think of like a Matisse Thibel, Luguenz Dort, those kind of players, you want to get them as early as possible and start your development into whatever offensive player they can be for your system. So um, in terms of uh, offense, he's a great passer. He's a great team offensive player. Uh, so I'll give him a B minus to B. In terms of defense, like I said, I don't like rating college players high defensively. So I'll give him like a B, B plus. He's one of the better defenders in the draft. And then intangibles wise, I'll give him an A minus to A just because he's a very, he has the build, he has the athleticism and he has the defensive IQ. Sweet. Of course, you know where I'm going next, Ash. How do you feel about Jalen Suggs over there? Well, I'm a big Gonzaga fan, so I really still can't get over his game winning shot against UCLA. Um, I think he's an explosive player looking at your uh 
preview right now, it shows his dominance and his style. Um, I think he just has and brings a different cadence to the court. So I think he's definitely going to be a player to watch um, going into the NBA. And he's definitely someone that I'm looking forward to see playing in the future. I really like that analysis. The sweet vo sweetest voice on ITL is making a statement here. Hey, all right, all right, Paul, we're giving our grades for each of these candidates. I just need you to give me an overall grade. How do you feel about Jalen Suggs in the draft? We got our first meet of the night. That's our first meet of the night. Yes, boys and girls. That's number one. Over under Davis. Two and a half. Two and a half. Paul, you've got a 33% way there. Uh, I'll blow, I'll blow right by that. Way after <laughs> right now. Um, no, I, I say B plus, um, you know, he has some growing to do obviously, but, uh, you know, he went onto that team at Gonzaga and he fit right in with the rest of them and became like a leader of that team real quickly. Um, uh, I like that part about him and he's not afraid to take the big shots. So, um, I like that part about him going into the NBA um, like Chris said, I'm more on Chris's side with as far as being a defender. Um, you're facing the best of the best in the NBA. So, um, you know, he'll have to grow a little bit into that. But um, overall, I mean, he is a great prospect. I, I, I think he's right behind Cade, like like uh, Davis said. Well, I gave my Jalen Suggs uh, advice a little early on Jalen Green. So you guys got that rewind if you want to go check that out. Davis, talk to us about Jalen Johnson as we start this highlight video. As I've learned, you cannot have audio on your own personal videos here on StreamYard. So talk to us about Jalen Johnson. Well, first off, let's just get this out of the way. Jalen Johnson quit on his team, okay? Jalen Johnson quit on his team in the half of middle of the year. He realized that they're not going to make the tournament, so let's just quit now and focus on the draft. That's why he's going to slip on draft boards. I think teams look at that stuff like that, and especially from a program like Duke, like you have to be extra special to leave um, the program of Duke early like that. Uh, I'm going to say that right Anyways, you can see right here he's very athletic, but I, I think he's never he's not like the top guy in any category. In any category, he's not the top guy. He might not be even the top two guy, um, but he's very athletic. Uh, he can finish. He's kind of like a, a carbon copy of Jalen Suggs, just a little bit taller. Uh, he also has that athleticism like uh, Jalen Green. Uh, so I'm gonna go offense. We'll give him a B plus uh, just because he can finish and, and shoot the mid range well and. Uh, for defense, we're going to give him a B plus as well. And for intangibles, we'll give him a B. Awesome. I tend to agree with you a lot with Jalen Green. His intangibles for me, just because of his way of giving up on Duke throughout the year, is really low for me. I think he's a liability more than he is an asset. And I think a lot of teams will see that when it comes to draft time and where he, where he comes out. I'm going to be the first one to say on this cast, he is not a top five candidate for me. So I will, I will say that straightforward. Uh, to me, uh, when it comes to Jalen Johnson – I give him a C when it comes to his intangibles. I do give him a B plus for his uh, defensive prowess, his ability to defend at the rim, and then a B for his offensive ability. But I'm going to requote Davis. He is not the best in any statistical category from anybody in his top, in the top tier of this class in the top 20. And that goes a long way to me when it comes to a strong program like Duke. Might be the reason why Coach K quit was Jalen Johnson. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm going to put that out there. Let the rumor mill start. Chris. 
What about you? How do you feel about Jalen? Um, well, it's always frustrating uh, watching good players who are trying to make a name for themselves, especially give up in moments that are high stakes. So in any game, the last thing you want to see as a scout is a college kid not show enough heart when they need him the most. So that to a point is where I agree with you guys in the intangibles. I give him like a CC plus in intangibles. Um, defensively, I give him a B minus probably. He's a, he's a, he has a six nine build. He's a long wing. And so he has the build to become a good defender. Um, offensively, we all know he struggled. He averaged about 11 points a game. He shot 44% from three, but with the volume, that's not as impressive as one would think. So I'd give him about a B offensively, B minus maybe. But like you guys said, not the best in any category. And mentally, you don't know where his head's at right now. Yeah, I completely agree with you there. Uh, just Paul, how do you feel about Jalen Johnson? Did we get a number two? Is that number two? Oh, um, two. Is that two already? Man. I shouldn't even came on, honestly. <laughs> Fuck. Um, but, I mean, I'm just going to keep it real simple. Um, you know, as a player and as a coach, I'm out on quitters. I don't want them. I don't care. Uh, you can give me the excuses. You can do the COVID. You can whatever. Um, you had an opportunity before you went to Duke to just – go to the G league or one of those, um, you know, internship deals or whatever, but you decided to go there to play for coach K and then you quit on them. So I'm out, I'm out on quitters. Yeah. I mean, I think you let, you let it right. You're out on quitters except for those with drugs and cigarettes. Ash, how do you feel about Jalen Johnson? Let me get your grade. Um, I'm going to give him a C. Everybody said what I was thinking. He's a great athlete. Um, but being a quitter, that's just gonna, that's something that he's gonna have to carry on his back for a while. Um, he's a good roster filler because of his athleticism. But other than that, I, I'd give him an overall C. Yep. You might've, uh, I, I love that Ash. You might've seen the, uh, breaking news alert coming across the bottom of your screen. That is right. We have breaking news. The defensive player of the year has been met. Paris Hilton is running to her car to find out who it is. That is right. It is Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert is now the official defensive player of the year for uh, the NBA season. Guys, uh, Rudy Gobert, yay or nay? Let's just go across. Everybody talk at one time. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's not breaking news. It, we knew this was coming, just like every other award this year. <laughs> At least, hey, at, hey! At least they did not have a word, uh, an award show, because that is the worst thing ever—an award show for the awards. Also, I will say I thought the breaking news was for the Corpus Christi Hooks, who are wearing the Hunter Buddy Honey Butter Chicken Biscuits jerseys tonight. So that's what I thought the breaking news was for. We are definitely going to do a live tune in momentarily, but let's talk shop with the NBA. That is it for our NBA draft segment. Catch five more videos next week as we continue that series and lead to the NBA draft. NBA draft lottery coverage June 22nd here on Into the Lab with some great prizes and hopefully a Houston Rockets number one pick by Hakeem Olajuwon. And then, of course, the big draft party at the end of July with the with with ITL Davis showing off his number, his Whataburger number. Let's talk hoops, guys. The, the Atlanta Hawks 
have gone into Philly and tied this tied the series. The series is tied one one, but stole game one in fashion. Um, our very own Will Latham had to change his boxers four times during the end of that game, uh, but we're glad he made it through. Um, our our support over to him in the UK, um, guys. Atlanta for real, or is Philly going to even this series back back in Atlanta? Uh, I'll start this one off with Chris. Well, first off, shout out to Will. Miss you, bro. And happy that your Hawks stole a game. But um, Philly's going to steamroll them the rest of this series. I, I don't – they might steal another game maybe. Like, no, hopefully Will Will wants wants that. His fingers are crossed. But I just – you know, it, it, it took uh, – like a breakdown from the Sixers in game one. We had no idea what was going on. And when I saw that score at the end, I was just like, how, how do you, Philly has one of the best home records in the past couple of years. How do you let that happen? But um, Trey, f- fantastic player, John Collins, they have a great unit, but with DeAndre Hunter out for the rest of the season, them battling with some wear and tear, I just, uh, Embiid and Simmons and those boys, I just can't see them losing this series. Just probably going to go over to you. Do you feel like uh, Philly's in for a dogfight, or is this a, a one punch and Atlanta's going to go quietly into the night? I mean, I don't think they're going to go quietly. I mean, I don't think Trey will let them go quietly, but I, I don't think that it'll ever really be in doubt again. I imagine Philly will take three. Um, four will probably be that like dogfight game where you know, Philly wins it in the end and then they probably come home and close it out. But um, I don't know that the, that the Andre Hunter news was devastating today. I mean, he was starting to kind of come into his own on uh, both ends of the floor. So um, I, I don't know. Uh, Trey could shoot him to another win, but uh, I don't know. I'll say they go six, but I, I think Philly, it, it won't ever be in doubt again. Wow. Ash, you feel the same way? Yeah, I do. I, I think um, most six as well. I'm thinking it's going to go to maybe game five, but I don't I don't see this going all the way to seven. That's for sure. Well, I, I give the Hawks a little bit more credit, guys. I give the Hawks a little more credit. Davis, uh, did I already call on you for this game? No. no. I, was hoping, I was hoping to save your take. So I'm going to go with mine first. So uh, I, I, I give the Hawks some more credit. I think this is a 4-2 series. I don't think yeah. it goes to seven either, but I think that that they do they do round this up and and they end up losing at home to Philly. I think they, they'll actually be back in in Atlanta for uh, past this this weekend uh, or this week. Uh, Davis, how do you feel about this series? Um, I only think in game one the Hawks won is because the 76ers just thought they were just gonna walk walk through the series. You saw that, and once they realized they were down 20 in the third quarter, they started actually playing basketball, um, and that's why they won game two handedly, and that's why they're going to win the rest of the series handedly. Does Atlanta win another game, Davis? No, especially with DeAndre Hunter out. DeAndre Hunter is like one of their best defenders, and he's one of the key guys on offense. He's not – no. there's Unless – like I hope it doesn't happen, but unless Joel Embiid gets hurt, the Sixers are going to give it – they're all against the Nets uh, in the final in the Eastern Conference Finals. All right, you heard it there, folks. You heard it there. Let's talk about somebody else who's getting blown out of the water. That's right, regular season MVP only award winner Giannis Antetokounmpo continues to underperform in the playoffs as they're down 2-0 to the Brooklyn Nets. 
Um, and when I say down 2-0 to the Brooklyn Nets, I mean it's a Grand Canyon filled down to the Brooklyn Nets um, with a James Harden-less Nets at that. They have uh, averaged a win span of 17 points in the first two games, um, and it has not been pretty for, for Giannis and the Bucks. Guys, we talked about Giannis leaving in the offseason and they didn't make it to the finals. Um, I'm not even sure that's even a question anymore, but do the Bucks get a game at home? No. Is this a sweep? This this Absolutely. is a sweep. And I and I think and I, I I'm I may be speaking out of turn, but I think Kevin Durant's doing it on purpose for the beef between Giannis and Harden. I don't I don't I, I wanna say I wanna put that out there. How do you guys feel about that? I mean I, I just wouldn't think doubt they're it. better. I just think they're better. They're flat out better than the Bucks. I don't think hey. I, I think I just think they're flat out better than the Bucks. Hey, Ernest, you're going to like this next sentence. The next Milwaukee Bucks head coach, Mike D'Antoni. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that. I could see Ooh. it happen. They only hire old guys. Mike D'Antoni's really old. so Because Budenholzer is out. They've already said if they're not making it to the finals, he's out. So The, ol- the only way Mike D'Antoni is not in Milwaukee is if he goes to Portland. He, I, I don't see him going to Portland. I, see, I mean, he made, I he see, made Dame. He take Dame I, to no. a whole other level. Well, I don't think there's another level. You just need to get I think him. There help. is. There's not I a whole other level. No, for Portland, Portland needs Chauncey Billups. Milwaukee needs Mike D'Antoni. Wow, that's a no big one statement. needs Mike D'Antoni. <laughs> I don't know. I Let's just clear that out. Ernest thought he did for three years. So hey, we we, we should have really, won. I let him drink. I let him drink that Kool Aid. I and really want to talk Boston. my shit right now. I really want to. Like I really want to we'll say Boston be here for like two hours if I talk. No, I want to hear it. I want to hear no, what Mike D'Antoni to Boston is that what's no, going to happen? No, 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 no. no, just no. The, the, no. Brooklyn Milwaukee no. series. So, a few takeaways, ladies and gentlemen. First takeaway. Spotlight, please. Giannis, we have to talk about Giannis not showing up in the playoffs. We talked about it with James Harden. That's the only thing we talk about with James Harden in the playoffs. As much as I don't personally like James Harden, like in his game, I understand he's a great player, but I just not a huge fan. But the whole knock on him is he doesn't show up in the playoffs. And now Giannis, who, by the way, should have a finals appearance of any kind his team has been loaded in terms of depth but if you're Milwaukee Giannis isn't a shot maker Giannis is an interior scorer so your number one right now is Chris fucking Middleton who's not even a two I I it's arguably he's a three on a good team so your main shot creator is Chris Middleton and then who do you have as your second shot maker Drew Holiday, Bobby Portis, like Drew Holiday isn't a scorer. He's one of the best perimeter defenders in the league. Don't get me wrong, but like the dude's not a scorer. And Bobby Portis is a great, like he's a great addition to a team that's already good. But Giannis, he's an atrocious free throw shooter, especially in the playoffs. He hasn't stepped up and just like, this just might be my bias kicking in, but didn't last round, didn't Jason Tatum, score 50 and single-handedly pretty much drag Boston, who was missing Jalen Brown, by the way, to a victory to make it five games. 
and Giannis can't even make it five, he's going to get swept if he does. Like, we don't even talk about Giannis and Tatum in the same breath. And Tatum got a win with Harden. They had Harden. And he dropped 50. And you're telling me a league MVP and defensive player of the year, one, gets embarrassed by Blake Griffin, Kyrie, and KD, all within the span of like a quarter. And he can't lead a stacked team that was favorited for years to make it out of the East to a finals appearance without Harden. It just like... He's starting to become overrated. And that's like, you'd think that's ridiculous to say, but he's starting to get there. It's crazy how we're getting to that point now. And like Milwaukee fans come at me. I don't care. My, our best player beat that squad that had James Harden. So you can't tell me that Giannis doesn't deserve this shit. You can't tell me that. Second point. And this is going to be the one that I get probably get the most shit for. Kevin Durant is, one, the greatest scorer in NBA history. And two, the best player on the planet currently. And that is just facts. He's had eight, albeit small sample sizes, he's had eight straight seasons with 25 points, 50% shooting, at least 36 from three, at least 85% from the free throw line. LeBron's never done it. Harden's never done it. Bird's done it twice. He's We have never seen this efficiency. We've never seen this skill set from a guy of this build. It's it's a He's a generational talent. That's undisputed. But he's the greatest player right now. Best player skill-wise. LeBron's going to be the greatest player of our generation just because of his resume. But in terms of pure skill right now, KD's better than him. It, it, like, it's, I don't know, man. I, I talk my shit. I don't You're good. Go to, You're I good, Chris. Go. No. Hey, you got, you got to get that off. You got to get that off. Yeah. That's understandable. I mean, you sound like me the last three years about Giannis, but I appreciate the backup and I appreciate you going off, brother. I appreciate you going off. Uh, I, I think, I don't think we should, we should say anything after that. Chris got yeah. that shit off. I, I, unless you have a rebuttal, Davis. No, no. I, I just wanted to agree. I just wanted to make sure everyone yeah. hears me as a Thunder fan that I agree yeah. with Chris about Kevin Durant because you don't see Steph or James Harden shooting the mid range like Kevin Durant does. You don't like you don't see that. Like Kevin Durant can make as many threes as James Harden and Steph Curry, but he can also shoot from the mid range. So I mean, I, I agree with Chris. I want everybody to understand Kevin Durant played for the University of Texas. All right, we go on to the Jazz. The Jazz are up 1-0. Utah Jazz uh, had a playoff MVP performance from Donovan Mitchell, who hung – how many points was it? 45 on those Los Angeles Clippers and made Tyron Lue rethink his strategy. Um, Donovan Mitchell came out in the second half just swinging away – uh, guys, I, I was worried. I was actually uh, playing Call of Duty with Davis yesterday when I told him congratulations on calling the right pick with the Clippers upset. I think he had Clippers plus nope. four. So I, I had plus got, four. I still, still got the plus got four. Win. Still got the win. Uh, Jazz lead this series. They won by three. But what worries you more, the fact that they won by three with Donovan hanging 45 or that the Clippers lose another game one? I'm going to put this out there to you, Just Paul. What worries you more? Well, the Clippers are dead to me. So I don't really care. 
Uh, are you a Thunder fan? Are you a Thunder no, fan? No, I'm not going to draw. I'm not. I'm done drinking the Kool Aid with the Clippers. They're not going nowhere. Those That's what you said last year. Anywhere. I never rooted them on again. I got that <laughs> one win, and then I'm out, Davis. Paul, Paul, <laughs> I was like the guy who got spurned by by uh, no, Austin Eckler I one mean, year. Never drafted him again. I mean, Ernest. <laughs> I, mean, are we, I mean, are we really going to sit here and act like after their performance in last series? And then coming out and blowing this uh, first game here and their complete history of not being able to get past this stage that we're going to suddenly just have all confidence that they're going to come back in this. Not at I all. don't. Not at all. I, I don't know who I hate more, the Clippers or the Jazz, so I'm, I'm really staying reserved on this one. Davis, what are you worried about more, the fact that the Jazz only won by three with 45 or that the Clippers lost another game one? Um, The thing – I mean, I'm not worried about anything right now. The only thing I'm worried about is if the Clippers lose. That's the only thing I'm worried about. Because if they lose again in the second round, they're going to want to leave. They're going to want to dismantle. And that's playing right into the game of Sam Presti with the four first-round picks in the next four years of the Clippers. So, I mean, that's what I'm rooting for. That's what's going to happen. Unless Kawhi takes over like he did last series. So... I love the unbiased nature of this show. Chris, what about you? You did it with Cade Cunningham, so I can do I'm, it with this. I'm more concerned about the fact that the only reason the Clippers are in the second round is because Chris Stapps Porzingis out pandemic peed <laughs> pandemic pee. That's the Damn. only reason that they're in the second round. Chris Stapps Porzingis was absolutely atrocious. Rick Carlisle told them, oh, he's there for spacing. You don't give a guy a three-year, $100-plus million <laughs> contract for spacing. You give it because he's he has the ceiling to be an all-NBA talent, but he's just not panning out in Dallas. Um, whether that's Rick Carlisle's fault or whether that's Porzingis' fault is yet to be seen. But, yeah, Clippers got out of that series by the skin of their teeth, and they're facing one of the best ball movement teams in the league and one of the best three-point shooting teams in the league and one of the best defensive overall units as a team um yeah mitchell had to hang 45 over them but are is his supporting cast always gonna not show up is mike conley yeah, gonna play true. in this series mike conley wasn't here so i'm more concerned with the clippers because paul george has been inconsistent this playoffs Kawhi at times doesn't even look into it and the rest of those guys are huge question marks whether or not they're going to show up. So I'm going to take the more consistent team. That is very fair. That is very fair. I am also taking the Clippers route. I have no confidence in them. Ash, what about you? Jazz or Clips? Who are you more worried about? I'm like Davis. I also don't feel like I'm worried about either one of them. I think that given um, their standings right now, I think that um, – they're both putting up just the relatively same show. So it's just going to go hand in hand and head to head. So um, I think the Clippers will eventually come back and take it. Seven game series to me. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Let's go on to the Phoenix Suns who win game one. They lead 1-0 and CP3 is not just regular season this year. CP3 says he's playoff CP3. He's turning it on. All right, I've got to ask this question. Are we believing that CP3 has another gear now just because he feels healthy? I'll start this one off with you, Chris. Is he frozen? Dead. That, that or he, oh, 
Yeah, Chris. Am I back? You're back. You're okay. Back. Okay. Sweet. All right. Yes, I'm buying into this whole CP3 thing. I think he's due. Huh. He's one of the all-time great point guards in NBA history. He has a squad now that has shown that they are playoff ready. Um, and I think even though they were injury riddled, knocking off the defending champs is a momentum builder. Even no matter what team that you go up against, whether it's, you know, whether it's a LeBron Cavs team or whether it's a LeBron Lakers team without AD, you still get momentum from that. And I think Devin Booker is big time. He's one of the better scorers in the league. They have a solid unit with Mikal Bridges and um, DeAndre Ayton also has been an absolute problem in this playoffs. He's contesting Jokic, which is very surprising and doing damage offensively. So I think that to them, they are my favorite team in the West right now to watch. And I hope that they do get out of the West and I hope they do represent the West in the finals. It doesn't matter what comes out of the West for me. I already know who's winning the championship from the East. Paul, what about you? Um, yeah, I mean, why not? One time in his career, one run, you know, it's wide open. There's no LeBron. There's no Lakers, you know, anything like that. Um, you know, why not? Uh, you know, I believe in it. I uh, have my own two cents coming up here next, but Ash, how do you feel about this? Um, I like CP3. I think that he's a great player to follow. And so if he said that he's going to turn it up for the playoffs, I'm eager to watch him. Okay. Ash is sold. Davis, what about you? You sold on CP3? Um, well, I've been a Suns fan since they, uh, since the Thunder traded Chris Paul, uh, because I just like Chris Paul and I've always liked Devin Booker. And I really liked Michael Bridges out of the draft. And, um, I mean, you could see it come together before they got Chris Paul that they were going to go get a high talent uh, to bring that team together. And I just got to give it up to Phoenix. The, the crowd there is amazing. It, it reminds me a lot of Oklahoma City um, when Kevin Durant, Russell Westbrook were here. You know, well, you got to have passion. There. No, 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 I'm not. Don't, don't say Houston, please. No, um, no, I'm saying you said Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook. You're missing one other player. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Terrible. I'm not missing. I'm not missing an, uh, Serge Ibaka. My bad. Serge Ibaka. Um, Jeff Green. Can I go on? <laughs> Anyways, uh, I, I think this. I, I really want to see this to go to seven games just for the intensity, but I think it goes six for the Suns. Um, and. I'm a Suns fan, so I'm actually going to hop off here at this point. Just give my son off. Uh, thanks, guys, for having me on. We'll see you next Dave, week. Davis, before you go, we got to get your pick for the Thursday parlay. Ah, yes. Uh, why don't you talk about this game, and I will go look at look at a pick real quick. All right, you got it. You got it. All right. I think it would be magical to have CP3 and Harden meet in the finals. Um, I think the NBA gods deserve to give that to us. So I am rooting all for a Phoenix as they go into this series. And I hope it isn't long. I hope it's a five-game, six-game series. um, And it's at ease that they can be healthy going into the finals because I would love to see that matchup um, going forth. But I think CP3 might have that gear. He spent some time not playing in the regular season, got to rest, is full-heartedly going at it, and... 
Um, he might have that gear. I'll believe him for about 5% of my being because it's just one injury away from being another CP3 year. Well, that he's ra- been injured the, the playoffs. He, he, yeah, he had yeah. that sh- shoulder injury. But, so. but, for, but for the end of the first series, he said, I'm back. Here's my next gear. I'm going I, I th- I, I, he's he's still not 100%. I can promise you that. He's still, I he's been on the tails of D-Book and Aiton for the past couple games. He's just been kind of waiting until the fourth quarter and taking over in the fourth quarter, yep. which is totally what they need. That's like the perfect one, two, three combo. Aiton and Booker take over first half, and then Chris Paul closes it in the fourth. I just want to see a healthy CP3 in the finals. That's all and, I want. And here's my pick. Um, give me the spread with the Nets and Bucks. The The Nets are going to cover any spread that's put out there. 10, They're 15. three and a half point dogs. You believe that? <laughs> give me that money line. Nets give me that money line. line. That is – that's they're giving away money, folks. Go go cash in. Okay. Next money line. Davis says to book it. Y'all Davis heading out. Davis Cordova at D Dog one one two three. See you later, buddy. Thank you for joining See us ya. tonight. All right, we switch gears and go to the NFL. Uh, it is a run, one round segment, so Ash, save your ad for the very end. But we are going to go right into the NFL. Century Six presents the NFL starter sit. This will be a pretty fast segment before we get to the parlay ticket, guys. I got four headlines for you. Let's talk about them. Let's start off with number one. And this has been all Dallas Cowboys this offseason. As they've said, C.D. Lamb and Dak Prescott are just on another level this season going in. If both stay healthy, both look great, there is going to be a new show in town. Guys, I'm going to ask this question. Do you start or sit? C.D. Lamb is a top 10 wide receiver in PPR next season. Paul, I'm going to start with you. As long as Dak's good to go, yeah. Paul starting. Paul is starting it. Chris. This will be my last take because I got to hop off as well. But um, yes, for fantasy implications, this is something you got to pick up on. Uh, Dak Prescott's going to be back. Zeke was disappointing, and so they're going to go. They're going to go pass route this year, and they're going to have one of the best passing offenses, in my opinion. So you can book it from the fantasy guy. CD Lamb is a must-have. What? CD Lamb's a must-have. You heard it here, folks. CD Lamb, top five wide receiver. Chris is booking <laughs> it right here on ITL. Ash. Is your boy CeeDee Lamb going to be number one this year in wide receiver PPR? Yes, he is. I Whoa! Mean, look, we saw we saw his potential. I think it was like a sneak peek this past season. But given a healthy Dak, I think that this is going to be definitely a, a starter. The Dak attack is with CeeDee Lamb. It goes through CeeDee Lamb. I'm going to tell you right now, you can book it right here. CeeDee Lamb will be a top four wide receiver this year in PPR. You can book it ITL guarantee or your money back. Chris, need your parlay pick before you jump off. Uh, Sox money line against the Astros. Sox money line. As much as I hate to say that coming out of my mouth, that is Chris Remick at Asian Tatum, buddy. Thank you so much for coming on. Say goodbye to the audience somewhere they can find you. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Asian Tatum. Always fun talking ball. Glad I could talk my shit about Giannis and KD because that's been building up for a little bit. But, you know, great being on the show again. I will see you folks later. See you later, Chris. Thank thank you very much. Thank you very much. We're going to go back to our start and sit segment. We got the sweetest voice of ITL, Ashley Garcia, with us as well as just 
Paul, owner of BCMG. Let's talk about the newest power couple in the world. That is right. Julio Jones and AJ Brown have tightened up in Tennessee. The new wide receiver duo are looking to spice things up this year, make a playoff run. Paul, are you buying into this new relationship or are you not sold on this power couple? No, AJ Green stock for fantasy way up, way up stock on AJ, AJ Brown. Uh, you know, he's going to be that he's already a special talent. And now you get Julio given the coverage. And I think he just has a monster year. Um, I definitely think you see more like 11 personnel out of the Titans this year. And I don't think as much of the load is going to be on Derrick Henry. Um, you know, try to save some of that tread on the tires for later in the year. Um, when he really, he does get stronger as the year goes on anyway, but, um, that's what I think. I like it. Yeah. I have to agree a hundred percent with that. Ash, let me ask you, is this your new power couple for you? Well, I'm eager to find out if it is earnest because this like, uh, ITL likes to spread rumors. I think this started in the DMS, right? That's how it reached out. Yeah. So I think this is going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But, um, yeah, that would definitely be a great power couple, right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, AJ started off on plenty of fish and ended up finding love straight in his DMs. So very happy for them. Let me me tell you right now, uh, the Titans' Titans offensive prowess is going to be very good next year. Probably a top 10 guaranteed offensive unit. Um, I think they have a very strong outing, especially at Derrick Henry to the mix. Um, Lots of talent all around the football. Um, can the QB stay healthy? We all know how, how we favor that quarterback there in Tennessee. And and can you feed the mouths there? But I absolutely agree. If you have your second best option covering A.J. Brown going forward, that's that's money. That's, that's shark bait right there. So um, expect A.J. Brown numbers to continue to be up there. Julio to still get his production. Tennessee, another top 10 offensive prowess. But I, I believe in the power couple. I think this is a fantastic go for Julio. Um, But let's talk about another duo who I am not as sold on. But if you are a fantasy football player, who are you going with? Which saint goes marching in next season? Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston? Ash, who do you like more? Um, I don't know. I'm not um, a big Saints fan, so I can't say I followed these gentlemen. But I guess I would say I'd go more, lean more with Winston. She's going with the Crab King himself. I, I absolutely understand why the intangibles there are out of this world. Taysom Hills seems to be that switch army knife that New Orleans has and invested in. Just Paul, who do you think ends up with the reins in New Orleans at the end of the day? Well, we probably had a first outside of court. Probably no one said a gentleman, Jameis Winston. <laughs> so congratulations there, Ashley. Um, but I, you know my feelings on Taysom Hill. That offense was a turd. Alvin Kamara disappeared. I mean, this is from a fantasy angle. So, um, you know, Jameis threw for 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns. Like, I think him and Sean Payton could be a dynamite combination. If the guy throws 40 and, say, 15, that Saints offense clicks like crazy. Um, I, I just don't know what they see in Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill – is a great football player, but he is not an NFL quarterback. He's just not. I mean, it, it's almost Tim Tebow-like the way Taysom Hill is used. And now, you know, Tebow is now a, a tight end, so take that for what it's worth. But I've never been a fan of using Hill 
as a quarterback. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm unbiased. I mean, maybe I am biased. Maybe I just, he never yeah. worked out for me fantasy wise. And I've never seen the appeal of it. Um, but it has not been uh, my forte. I lean the Winston route. I, I do think that Jameis ends up taking the reins as the QB and they use Hill in the old fashioned way, but maybe there's some sort of, uh, Sean Payton magic stirring up. That's why they invested so much. I can't, I can't explain why we went all in on Taysom Hill. It's almost like why we went all in on David S. Pumpkins. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run Winston there. Let's talk about our final topic, which is more of a gag topic. The Texans are skipping OTAs because they did enough in minicamp. Or maybe that's backwards. They're skipping one of them because they did enough in the other and they feel it's not needed. Are we just saying the Texans are 0-17 this year? I mean, is that basically what they're saying? Uh, Paul, I'm going to start off with you. Are the Texans throwing in the towel before the season even starts? I, I mean, I just don't know what they're doing down there. I, I, I really, really don't know what they're doing down there. Skip OTAs, don't whatever, whatever you got to do. Um, but where, what's the plan going forward? Like, where are we at with, uh, you know, the quarterback situation? Like, maybe they skipped the OTAs because they can't even fill out a, a 54-man roster at this point. I mean, do they even have a 54-man roster at this point? I, no. I, I, you didn't have any draft picks. You let all these guys walk. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, it is, it is kind of puzzling because you don't know who's taking the snap day one. Ash, are the Texans just done already? I think they're for sure done, Ernest. I mean, this scandal with the football quarterback and just, you know, I mean, it's just a, a, a high-profile accusations, and I don't know how you'd recover from that. So I think may, they might be just throwing in the, the, the towel for this season. Yeah, if Deshaun Watson isn't coming back and, and he's not going to dress up as a uh, Texans quarterback – then I think maybe the, the season's already over. I mean, what do you have to play for at this point? Um, and if you're a Houston Texans fan, I'm not saying give up, right? I'm not saying throw in the season. As a Cowboys fan, you should probably be shouting uh, why, uh, why, why you're going to win the Super Bowl just for the shits of it. But um, there is some crazy, you know, little bits of talent here and there on the roster. I just, uh, uh, Sam Fashion has it right. Houston is weak, changes mind. I, I'm not. I'm not going to change your mind. Houston is absolutely you, weak. You're on the uh, wrong program to, to get any kind of Houston Texans not, love. Not for Texans, but I, I will tell you this. Uh, uh, Houston fans, be ready for the number one pick. Watch some college football. Uh, definitely going to come out of there. So um, that brings us to the end of our show, which we are excited to bring the ITL ticket. That's right, the big Thursday parlay made just for you where all of our sports scientists make one guaranteed pick and hope that we – we get you that money. Uh, so far, so good. We've only missed three picks in in uh, three parlays, uh, which means we haven't won the big parlay money yet, but each week we have one that just doesn't hit. So this week we are starting off very strong. Nets money line picked by Davis Cordova, as well as the Red Sox money line picked by Chris Remick. If you missed them, you can rewind right after this episode and go check out some of their takes. Um, Paul, what is your pick for tomorrow? Vegas Golden Knights money line. You're going. You're going Vegas Golden Knights money line. So we have we have three money line picks now. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights, the Red Sox, and the Nets. Ash, going to you. I'm going with the Dodgers tomorrow. Straight up to win. Yes. 
that Los Angeles Dodgers, another money. I might as well keep the money line going. Um, here's going to be the shocker alert. Los Angeles Clippers win game two in Utah. Book it. Money line right there. Three money line picks you for go. you. That's right. Nets money line, Clippers money line, Dodgers money line, Red Sox money line, and the Golden Knights money line. Book that into a parlay. We will have those odds and ends posted as this episode goes live tomorrow morning. Keep a lookout for that. We are so thankful that all of you joined us tonight. It was a very long week and day for us so far. Um, I appreciate all of you who came out for support. Sam Fashion, love that Knights pig. Way to go, Paul. You got another fan there. Uh, but uh, very excited that uh, I was back this week. Thank you to everybody who sent your messages for my family. I appreciate all of you. Um, an astounding number of you actually reached out. I don't even know how that got out. Um, but I appreciate you all for being um, so supportive of my family. And um, we're thankful to be back this week. We will have another live episode next week and the following. But don't forget... Although we are live the 16th next week, we're on a different day the following. That's right. June 22nd is a Tuesday. That is the NBA draft night lottery coverage. We will be live for that coverage. So make sure you mark your calendars. Let me let the, let me let the people say goodbye. Uh, just Paul, how can the people find you? Uh, yeah, you can uh, find me over at bluecollarmg.com uh, or you can find me on Twitter at steelcurtainpeh. Uh, we've got a lot of Euro stuff going on this week. Follow our boy. Will Latham, Latham tour. Um, he's over there actually, you know, in England, um, going to be doing the festivities for us, walking around the streets. Um, so definitely follow his YouTube, uh, channel. He's going to have, uh, the giveaway of, uh, a national team's Jersey and, uh, some gift cards for people. So, um, definitely check that out this week. And Ashley, what about you? You can find me on Twitter at the sweet peach four underscore for all things, super random. Mom, wife, sports, everything. Um, but thanks so much, Ernest. It was a blast to be back and I'm looking forward to some more sports talk. Yeah, absolutely. And I, oh my gosh, ring the breaking news alert. I got another breaking news for you. The Bottom Fraggers, the podcast of the BCMG stream team, yeah. will be having their first hard launch episode. We are excited for them. Bottom Fraggers, you can find them on all social platforms as well as the uh, any any uh, streaming site. But you can find them primarily on Twitch. Uh, Sam Fashion, minus his name, passed by on the bottom. Uh, did come out. He supported our our uh, our episode. So, lapsters everywhere, sports scientists, all blue collar media, go out and support their debut episode this Monday, 7 p.m. Central Time. Guess what, guys? Yours truly will be on the first episode and having some fun with the guys. I'll tell you what, Chad the Deviant and Sam Fashion are fantastic. Uh, they are they are um, great people. Matter of fact, here is Sam Fashion again, Bottom Fraggers featuring the sport gene. You are absolutely right, bud. I will be there and be square. Uh, shooter Shoot asking if we did the ITL ticket. Let's, yes, we did. Um, let me transition to that. We said Nets money line. We said Clippers money line. We said Knight, Golden Knights money line. We said Red Sox money line and Dodgers money line for those who missed it. But yes, Bottom Fraggers Monday, 7, 7 o'clock p.m. Central Time. Go check it out. Live giveaways. Brand new show and yours truly will be on there. Come out and give a kiss. Leave some comments. We appreciate you guys. Again, this is brought to you by the Mothership Blue Collar Media Group. Uh, we are excited to to be living in, under the realm of blue collar. As you can see, I have the Into the Lab sign and I have the blue collar sign. We are good to go here, guys. Thank you guys so much from the San Antonio studio in San Antonio, Texas. Have a great night and good luck on your tickets. You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA. 
on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app and follow the Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today. Today.